Would you turn please to James, the first chapter this morning, James chapter 1. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold up your hand and let's all go to James, James 1.22 said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Read that out loud with me a couple of times, why don't you? But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You can hear it, that doesn't mean you're doing it. Hearing is not doing. How is it that you would become deceived if you didn't do what you heard? Deceived as to what? Well, deceived means you're believing something, but it's not true. You're believing it's so, but it's not so. And in this case, it can include that you're believing you've got this and you're doing it, but you're not doing it, you only heard it. In Ezekiel, We read this, and let's read it again. What is it, Ezekiel 33? You don't have to turn there. They'll put it up on the screen for us. But Ezekiel 33 and 30. He said, Son of man, the children of your people still are talking against you by the walls and in the doors of the houses. They speak one to another and everyone to his brother. They say, Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that comes forth from the Lord. Or they might say, Come on, let's go to the meeting." Come, let's go to service. Come, well, that sounds good. Verse 31, and they come to you as the people cometh, and they sit before you as my people, and they hear your words, but what? They will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, so they are a hallelujah and an amen in bunch. (laughs) And they talk a good talk. But they don't walk a good walk. How many know you got empty, phony talkers, and then you got real faith walkers? Which one you want to be? Phony talker or a faith walker? Real faith walk. Walking in the just shall live by faith. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. I've observed, I said this for years, Phyllis drew this to my attention the other day, a certain individual we're talking about, and, and uh, they didn't do a bunch of talking, they just, they did. We've seen that in the ministry, we've seen that with people, you see this with money all the time. I had a lady some years ago called, and made a big deal out of it, and, and, and wanted to, uh, back when we were on that first paid in full project, I guess it was of the church, and uh, the Lord had dealt with her to sow these millions of dollars and, and all this thing. And, and uh, I said, well, praise God. And, and she said, well, you don't sound very excited. I started to say, you ain't done anything yet. <laughs> but I didn't. Because I've heard talk before. <laughs> and it's been all these years and she's never done anything. So they're really, you know, 
Why should I be jumping up and down on the phone? Because she decided to call. Are you with me, friends? We've had numerous times. People want to sit down. They want to talk. They want to go to lunch. They want to take up half a day of your time. And those people are not doers. Because Phyllis and I, this church, this man, we're givers. And I don't call people and bug them. If the Lord tells me to send them some money, they see it in the mail. Are you listening? Or the bank calls and says, we got a wire. You see what I'm saying? You got talkers and you got doers. People ask me, well, I feel like the Lord's telling me to do this. Well, I recommend that you do what he tells you to do. It's real simple. If he didn't tell you to do it, don't do it. If he told you to do it, I really recommend that you do it. <laughs> Quit talking and do. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are there a lot of people that are? Oh, dear me. They will talk, 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 talk. They want to talk. And they want to talk. A lot of times they say they want to pray, but they really just want to talk. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Talk, 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 and years have passed, and they've still done nothing except talk. Which one are you? Big, phony, full of baloney talker? Or what? Real doer, real faith doer, faith walker. He went on to say in that same passage, he said, they hear your words, but they will not do them. Verse 32, lo, you are to them as a very lovely song of one that has a pleasant voice and can play well on an instrument. They like to hear his preaching, they were saying. Ezekiel, they like to hear him speak. Well, he's anointed. God's speaking through him. I mean, he's got his own book in the Bible. Right? Right? <laughs> And they like to hear him, but what? They like to hear you, like somebody that can sing well, got a a good voice, somebody that can really play good on a piano or, or a guitar. For they hear your words, but what? But they're just full of talk. They do them not. Well, this was many years before radio and TV and internet and the so-called infotainment explosion. And it was a problem then. (laughs) People that just wanted to hear with no intention of doing. But you know, this generation is virtually trained to sit in front of a screen or to listen through a speaker And just watch and hear and watch and hear with no intention of doing anything about what we're seeing and hearing. Just entertain us, inform us, and feel like that I've done something because I was there for an hour or two or three and I learned some things and I saw some things. No, that does not make you a doer at all. And so the same thing has happened in church. That people come and they think, or they get a CD or DVD series and they think, oh man, that's good. Let me hear number two. Yeah, those were good. Let me hear number four and number five. Oh man, that's a good series. Got another series? <laughs> What'd you do with that one? People look at you startled like, 
do. I listened to it. And I took notes. Man, I got like eight pages of notes. That's not doing anything. I said, that's not doing anything. What I'm thinking about. That's not doing anything. I need to do. That's not doing anything. I want to do. That's not doing anything either. (laughs) And that's where the deception comes in. Because if you hear it enough. And you're around it enough. You become so familiar with it. Until you think. I got it. I've known that for 20 years. Yeah but. That doesn't mean you're doing it. And that's where the deception comes in. And so people then year after year, they know all these things, but they still got the same problems. So then they need special counseling. I just don't understand. I know all these scriptures. And I've been to all these meetings. And and I've been prayed for. and, And I've had all this counseling. Why am I still in trouble? Hmm? It's like saying, you know, man, I got seed. I've been to school. I got a degree in agriculture. I got tractors. <laughs> I keep up with the weather. I got a degree in knowing about fertilizers. And have you ever plant anything? Uh, plant. How much then? Until you act on it, until you do it, there will be no results. So it is not the church goer, the DVD, CD player, the hallelujah, the ameneer that gets any results. You know, that's not going to get your bills paid. It's not going to get your prayers answered. It's not going to get you and your babies healed. Did you hear me now? Who are the only ones that gets results? Who? Only the doers. Only the doers. The people that actually do. You only talk about praying so much and then you actually need to pray. You only talk about forgiving and walking in love so much and then you actually better get to forgiving and walking in love. You only talk about tithing and giving so long and then you actually ought to tithe and give. Do it. Do it. We read in Matthew, you know, he talked about the man that built his house on the sand was the man that heard but didn't do. And the Bible said the rain came and the winds blew and the flood rose and it beat on that house and the house fell and great was the fall of it. It was a catastrophic Failure. Sounds like unrecoverable. That's the man who heard but didn't do it. But then the other man that heard and did, Jesus said he was, he was like a man that dug deep and laid his house foundation on a rock. And the Bible said the same storm describes it exactly the same. Winds arose, uh, rain beat and wind blew and flood arose against it and beat against that house. Not only did it not fall, the Bible said it couldn't shake it. Couldn't shake it. So when all the rain and all the wind was over with, thing was standing there, no change. Amen. Who is that? Doer. That's a doer, not a hearer, not a churchgoer, not a note taker. Come on. That is a doer. doer. Somebody who practices it on a daily basis. The same storm hit both places. And being a believer and being a faith person and being a doer of the word does not ensure you'll have no storm. Did you hear me? Same storm hit both places. But one place was destroyed. The other one wasn't even shaken. And the difference is being a doer of the word. 
I want you to say it out loud by faith, even if it hasn't been so in recent times. Say it by faith. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Not just a hearer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A doer. Would you turn to 1 John, please? 1 John. First chapter. 1 John 1 and 5. He said, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, him who is light, and we're walking in darkness, what did he say? We lie and do not the truth. Verse uh, 7, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Another way of saying, be a doer of the word, is to say, walk in the light. You can't be a doer of the word you haven't seen. So when we say doer of the word, it's the word you've been enlightened to. It's the word you've seen. It's the word you have an understanding, at least partial understanding of. You got light. God is light. Everything he gives to us and reveals to us is light that enlightens. The psalmist said, in thy light we see light. But if you say that you're fellowshipping with him, back up to that sixth verse. If you say that you're fellowshipping with him, he's light. If you're walking with, not just with somebody who has the light, somebody who is light. Hmm? If you and I are walking in the deep, dark jungle together and I got the light. If you're with me, you can see. Right? If you get away from me and you say, I can't see. And yet you try to say, but I'm walking real close with Brother Keith. Now, if you're walking close to me, you could see. Because I got the light. Come on, can you see this? So if you can't see, it's because you got away from the light. Not because the light went out. (laughs) Not because the light doesn't work. He is the light. Doesn't just have the light. He is the, he is so much the light that in the, the new heavenly Jerusalem doesn't even need a sun or moon or star or, or electric plant. Now this is amazing. Where's that light coming from? He is the light. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? And if you're walking with him, you abide in the light. Now, he immediately starts talking about sin. 
Did you see, if we have, say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we're lying. Didn't say we're mistaken. We're lying. And do not the truth. We're not doing, doing. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. That's talking about the father. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, now why do you, why do you start talking about sin in talking about light and darkness? Because that's what sin is. Sin is violation of light. Now hold your place here and go to James, please, the fourth chapter. Or they'll put it up on the screen for us. James 4, 17. What is sin? People have a lot of ideas about sin. A lot of people anymore make a mockery of sin. They mock and go, oh, sin, that's just something these religious people came up with to scare their children and try to keep everybody in line. And Friend, it was your and my sin that put Jesus on the cross. Ain't nothing funny about sin. And people, the Bible says the man or woman that makes a mockery of sin is a fool. Sin is serious. But sin is not this or that denomination's list of do's and don'ts. What is sin? Well, the New Testament gives about four different statements defining sin. And that's not the whole study itself. But notice this one. For our studies today, this covers a lot of ground. Verse 17 of chapter 4, James, Therefore to him that knows to do good, and does it not, to him it is sin. What is sin? Sin is a violation of what you know. What you know. Well, another way of saying what you know is your light. You saw something, you heard it, you understood it, that's light. And when the light came, you knew what to do, or you knew what not to do. But you ignored it, and did anyway what you knew not to do, or didn't do what you knew to do. That's sin. Is it the same for everybody? No. Because we don't know what they see. Did I lose somebody? The Bible said in Romans 14, 23, whatever's not a faith is sin. Can you see that's a similar way of saying this? How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So you heard some things and you saw some things. And here's something that begins to identify it. When you see light, joy is a result. (laughs) I'm talking initially, particularly initially, the first time you see light, it's just like in the natural, if you'd been in a dark cave for a week or a month or a year, and you saw some light, it might be a bit much for your eyes to start with, but you think you'd be happy to see it? Amen. Huh? Oh, it rejoices your heart. 
to see the light. And we think of light as coming from the sun. We think of light as coming from these uh, electric lights in here. But oh no, there'd be none of this if there hadn't been for the word of God that first said, light be. It is his word that gives light. Somebody said out loud, his word gives light. There wouldn't be a sun. There wouldn't be any stars. There wouldn't be any electricity if there wasn't for his word. All things have come into being by his word and all things are upheld every millisecond of every day by the power of his word. It's his word that gives light. Do you love his word? Are you hungry for more of his word? Now here's the thing. Many have thought God gives us light simply for the purpose of seeing and knowing. Just so we can say, I see it. But that's not true. He gives us light expecting us to walk in it. Walk in it. When he shines light on a path, that's not just for you to go, man, I'm glad I can see that. Look at there. This is plain as the nose on your face. Look at there. I can see that path. I don't know. Half a mile down through there. That's good. Y'all play a song. Let's praise God. Man, we see, we can see a path. (laughs) Now tell me, is there more? Why did he illuminate that for you? So you can walk down the path. (laughs) Not just so you can say, I see. (laughs) Not just see the light, but walk in the light. What scripture are you at right now? Where are you? James 4.17? That's the definition of sin. Go back to 1 John 1, please. To him that knows to do good, does it not? To him it's sin. Sin has to do with what you see, what you know. Now, if that sounds strange to you, don't take my word for it. Study it out. Read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8 in particular. He goes into detail talking about that... uh, Before the law, sin existed, but it's not imputed where there is no law. And that death, you know, the wages of sin is death, and death passed upon all men from Adam all the way through, and yet it's not imputed when there's no law. What does that mean? Well, sin is working in the earth, and things your ignorance can cost you, But God's not imputing or holding you responsible for sin unless you saw it. Now here's the shouting ground right here. In verse 6 and 7. Do you have it again? 1 John 1, 6. If we say we have fellowship and we're walking in darkness. hmm? I gave you the jungle scenario a while ago. You're saying, I'm walking with Brother Keith. I am close as a fella could get to him. But I can't see a thing over here. you got to be lying. Because if the light's on, 
and you can't see, you must not be with me. And if you say, well, I'm fellowshipping with him, with God, he's talking about. But it's as dark as can be around here. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. I don't understand. Being in darkness is our fault. Either one, you're not born again, or you got born again, but you've gotten away from him. Hmm? Elsewise, you'd be walking in the light. If we say we're fellowshipping with him, and we're walking in darkness. Another way to say it is, if I say I'm walking in the light, but I'm walking in the darkness, i got to be lying. Hmm? I'm lying because I'm what? I'm not doing the truth. If I was doing the truth, I'd be walking in the light. Amen. Wouldn't be dark. Wouldn't be stumbling and falling. Amen. Wouldn't be confused. Are there a lot of confused, bewildered Christians? (laughs) Whose fault is it? Theirs. Many of them wouldn't admit it, but it is. But why? It's because of a failure to walk in light that they received. They saw things, maybe other people didn't know they saw it, and they knew things, but they, they didn't do them. Or they ignored them. Or they overrode them. That's a dangerous thing. I said it's a dangerous thing. Because when you don't do what you know to do. What comes next? Deception. Darkness. But the other side of it. Is if you do walk in the light you have. In his light. We see light. What's going to happen if you walk in the light you got? You're going to get more light. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter until the full days just gets better and better. Things get clearer and clearer. So if it's getting darker and darker, you're getting more and more confused and more and more frustrated and more and more upset. It's your fault. (laughs) Or my fault. Whoever's doing it. Because if we really were walking with him and walking close with him, We'd have light. He is the light. Do you see this, friends? Keep reading the next verse. What does it say? But if we do really walk in the light, now let's let's redefine this. What does it mean to walk in the light? Another way of saying it, you're a doer of the word. What does it mean, doer? You're a doer of the word you know. You're doing what you know. Now, next year, we'll be in the ministry, Phyllis and I'll be in the ministry 30 years. And I'm seeing this clearer and clearer. You know, I used to quote Hosea 4, 6 all the time. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And it's true. And my emphasis was, the big problem is ignorance. Is that people... uh, yeah, put that scripture up, Hosea 4, 6. That people are ignorant and they don't know. And there is a truth there, but what I wasn't seeing is why people don't know. Put that back up. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. That's not the end of that verse. What the rest of it say? Because what? You've rejected knowledge. 
That's why they're ignorant. God is faithful to provide everyone with an opportunity to see. Are you with me, friends? God is faithful. I don't care if you are 10th generation idol worshiper in one of the darkest countries on on the planet. God will give that person an opportunity to see the truth, to see the light. Now, it may not be a whole lot of light, but it's some. And the key is, if they would acknowledge what they see and know and take that step, you know what would happen? He'd give them another step. And he'd give them another step. He's not going to show them the whole thing. He expects us to walk by faith. Me, you, all of us. But then there's people who are totally in darkness and they've been that way for half their life. And they blame everybody. A lot of them blame God. And blame everybody else and blame everything else. And they think, well, I don't know all this. Yeah, but if you'd have followed him, by now you would. Amen. By now you'd be in a totally different place. Yes. Are you with me, friends? Amen. And there's people that lift up their hand and they shake it at God and they holler about how unfair it is. But the Bible tells us that at the end of this thing, it's going to be shown. Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. It's going to be shown that God is righteous and fair. Now they're confused. They're deceived in their minds. They have deceived themselves. But God's going to pull back the curtain and show them. If you'd have done what I told you to do when you were eight years old. And then you'd have done what I told you when you were 12. And if you'd have done what I told you to do when you were 18. Are you listening to me? You'd have had a totally different life. You wouldn't have gone through all that. You wouldn't have been confused like that. You wouldn't have been in darkness. When you're in the dark, you run into everything. You trip over everything. You do a lot of falling and you get hurt. In the dark, you knock your head against the tree, you kick your toe on the rock, because you don't see, you can't see where you're going. It's so much better in the light. <laughs> Somebody help me out. Do you believe that? It is, it is well, light and dark. <laughs> Read this seventh verse. If we walk in the light, is that your choice? Even if you don't understand this very well, just set your heart to it. I mean, you know it's better to walk in the light than in the dark, right? Set your heart to do it. If we walk in the light as as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. That's you and God the Father. And here's the, here's some shouting part right here. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. This word didn't say has cleansed, didn't say will cleanse. This is a present tense continuous word. Look it up in the Greek if you want to. The English says it cleanseth. We'd say cleanses. What does that mean? Cleans and keeps on cleaning. Why would you need that? Because of this. If we walk in the light, we have. If we do what we know. Which is saying a lot. 
What I started to say a moment ago about the, the 30 years of ministry is eventually in the, in the beginning thinking about, well, it's primarily a question of, of ignorance. And now more and more realizing people see a lot more than they admit. More and more dealing with people one-on-one or dealing with families. You know, having gathered a little experience now, you're seeing more and more people have perfected playing dumb. They try to con you. And the problem with trying to con people, you wind up conning yourself. That's how you get self-deceived. Because you keep telling people, I didn't see that. I didn't know that. We just didn't know. And the truth is, they did know. The Lord showed them something. But they didn't tell anybody. Because if you tell people, they expect you to do it. Because they think, well, you know. You told me you knew. So you know. But if you can keep everybody in the dark that you know, then you can play dumb. You can go, huh? Really? You mean I was supposed to? Oh, oh friend, it's dangerous to play dumb. It's not just being dishonest. Notice what he said. If you say that you're fellowshipping with him, but you're walking in darkness, what did he say? You're lying. He didn't say you're mistaken. You're in error. He said, why? Because you know what you know. You know you see it, but you're choosing not to walk in it. And now you're saying you are, but it's a lie. It is so important that we're honest. What do you mean honest about what I see? About what I know? If you're walking in the light that you have, there's still a lot you don't see. If you and I walked in every bit of the light we have, we'd still be in the dark, understanding-wise, about a whole host of things, but that's where the last part of that seventh verse comes in. Let me read it to you again, verse 7. If we're walking in the light, as He's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, we're fellowshipping with God, and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, is cleansing us continuously from what? From all the stuff we don't see yet. And don't know yet. And from the mistakes we're making. Because we ain't seen it yet. (laughs) Glory to God. But that's only true. If you're walking in the light. That you have. Now if you know better. And you're acting like you don't. Verse 8 and 9 comes in. If we say we have no sin. When we know. Him that knows to do good and does it not to him it sin. We are what? It sounds like our text, doesn't it? We're deceiving ourselves and the truth's not in us. The previous verse said we're not doing the truth. Verse 9. If we what? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A lot of people have changed that verse. They've taken off this top part. And they just said, if you'll ask God to forgive you, he'll forgive you and cleanse you. But is this first part important? When you look at it in context of the previous verses, it's super important. 
Because he's talking about light and walking in the light. And he's talking about what you know. So if you sinned, why did you sin? You violated light. And so the beginning of the repentance is to do what? Confess your violation of light. What does that mean? Admit what you knew. Say what you saw. If you play games, you're not really repenting. You're not doing this verse. Hold this place and go with me to Proverbs 28, 13. Proverbs 28, 13. He that covers his sins, what's going to happen to him or her? They won't prosper. Is that the tendency of the flesh? To cover it. What happened in the beginning when Adam and Eve blew it? Hmm? When they sinned. What's the first thing happened? The Lord comes to talk to them and they're hiding in the bushes. And notice the covering takes on different form. They're literally trying to hide and cover so that he doesn't see what they've done. How many know he already knew? (laughs) Can you hide stuff from him? Yet why do people do it? Can you run from God? You know, uh, Jonah ran from God. He bought him a ticket to get on the boat. And the Bible said he fled. He ran from the presence of the Lord. How do you do that? How do you get away from the presence of the Lord? The psalmist talked about if you go up, he's there. If you go down, he's there. If you go to the farthest corner of the sea, he's there. How many of you can get the fastest jet? You can go to the most remote island. You can hide behind a palm tree and God will say, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) How, How are you going to get away from him? And how are you going to hide something from him so that he doesn't find it out? Is that possible? No. No. And yet people try to do it all the time. Don't they? They try to act dumb like, huh? What what are you talking about? Not only did they try to literally physically cover and hide, but when God pinpoints Adam and says, uh, how do you know that you're naked? Who told you? Did you eat of the forbidden tree? And what does he say? He said, well, (laughs) let me just stop right here. You'll see a wrong heart won't answer a question. A person whose heart is not right, they won't answer a direct question. The Lord asked him. Now, this is not just somebody important. This is not just the head of the family or the pastor or the governor or the president. This is the Lord God. He looks at you. He asked you a question. Did you eat of the fruit? Is there an answer to that question or not? What's the answer? Help me out. What's the answer? So what does Adam say? Well, Lord, the woman that you gave me, she, what's he doing? I mean, there are whole firms that make a living. Doing this. What's it called? Covering. Covering yourself. Covering yourself means hiding and it means blaming. 
If you can get the light off on them, then it's not on you. But according to our scripture here in Proverbs, what will happen if you do that? If you cover, what's going to happen? You shall not. If the Bible said you shall not prosper when you do this, what's going to happen? Prosper means to succeed. To be successful. Will you be successful covering up stuff? People think, well, I'll cover it and nobody will find out and and they'll forget about it and we'll go on. No, uh uh-uh. You will never come out good like that. Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out. The wages of sin is death. What you sow, you'll reap. But there is an alternative. It's called mercy. (laughs) Somebody say mercy. Oh, it's true. Wages of sin is death. What you sowed, you'll reap unless, unless you rely on the Lord reaping it in your place. Come on now. And you get his mercy. Mercy means you deserved judgment and punishment, but you didn't get it. He took it in your place. Mercy means you didn't deserve the blessing, but you get to have it anyway. Because Jesus took your place. But who's going to get the mercy? Who's going to get the mercy? Not the ones that cover. Who's going to get the mercy? Cover? Or confess. Cover. Or confess. People who are not willing to confess. What are they trying to do? Trying to cover. Act like they didn't know. That's why I've said numerous times. Give me a sinner. Who knows they're a sinner. Any day. To try to work with and help. Instead of some. Self-righteous. Scripture twisting. Did you hear me? Church person. Well, so-and-so said they thought that was wrong. But, you know, I tried to get so-and-so to help me. And you know what you know. And you know what you did. And if you want to get mercy, there's only one route. What do you do? What do you do? Put it up again. If you try to cover it, you're not going to prosper. But if you'll confess it. And forsake it. That's repentance. Uh, It starts with confession. It ends with change. What's the confession? I did it. Why'd you do it? Yielded to the flesh. I wanted to do it. Give me a sinner. He goes, did you do it? Yeah, I did it three times last week. Why'd you do it? I wanted to do it. (laughs) Did you know I was wrong? Yeah. Illegal, sinful, and fattening. I knew it. (laughs) But I did. Why'd you do it? I wanted to do it. (laughs) You can work with that. Come on, did you hear me? Because you're dealing with reality. But people who play games and shift and blame it on this one and blame it on that one and act like they didn't know and act like they couldn't tell. Oh, friend, you will not be forgiven. And you will not be cleansed. Because you're not repenting. 
You can come to the altar. You can cry for 30 minutes. A lot of times people, the reason they're crying so hard, they're just upset because they got caught. A lot of times the reason people are so upset, they're just embarrassed. Ashamed. That's got nothing to do with repentance. Are you with me, friends? Go back to 1 John. Does something have to stop your walk with God and cause you to be in darkness and confusion for years and keep you from doing the plan of God? No. Why would you cover and stay in darkness and put yourself in a place where you can't prosper when you could be forgiven and cleansed and you could come out and walk in the light and things could get as good as they ever were and better than they ever were? 1 John 1 7, what does it start with? 1 John 1 7. Excuse me. Verse 9 is what I'm trying to say. If we do what? If we confess our sins. What does confess mean? We, we're talking about being a doer of the word. Another way of saying being a doer of the word is walking in the light. What are we confessing? Well, sin is a violation of light. To him that knows to do good and does it not, to him it's sin. So, what are we confessing? We're confessing we had light. We knew better. Hmm? We're acknowledging we could have done better. We should have done better. We knew better. Hmm? That's what the confession part is. Lord, I did it, and it's wrong. I knew I shouldn't have done it when I did it. I knew I should have done this, and I, I, I didn't do it. You're confessing. You're acknowledging it. I had light. I did know. I saw. And then what else? If we'll do that. Tell me what's going to happen for us. If we'll do that. He is faithful. Oh, thank God. And he's just to forgive us of our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Just lift up your hand and thank him for that right now. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that no matter if we violated light terribly, if we played dumb and acted ignorant and you knew our hearts, still, you'll forgive us if we'll confess it. You'll forgive us. You'll forgive us and cleanse us. What does it mean if you're forgiven and cleansed? If you're clean, what does that mean? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means now when God looks at you, he does not see that. Mm-mm-mm. He does not see that. You ever missed it in the same area more than once? No showing of hands, just <laughs> more than three times. More than ten times in the same area. Well, you certainly couldn't say you didn't know. (laughs) You already said you knew the previous nine times. (laughs) Help, Lord. I have to. Doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, lying or stealing or, or having affairs. It can just be something you know. 
You know, you should be doing this. You shouldn't do that. And, uh, you know, you may act like you didn't know and you might have had a smile on your face when you were doing it. But in here, in here, you knew. Somebody say, you knew. And if you know that you know, to you, it's sin. There's been times I've come to the Lord afterwards and said, Lord, I'm sorry. Man, this must be the 39th time. And he spoke to my, I don't mean I heard a voice. He said, uh, I only see one we're dealing with here. Is it true or not? Their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Did he say it? Did he say, if you're really forgiven, if you're really cleansed, then all he sees is what you're talking about right now. How does he do that? He's God. And if he said he does it, he does it. And it's the power of the blood. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? It's because of his mercies that we're not consumed. His compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Oh, the mercy of God. If we'll walk in the light we have, even though we're still coming short in a lot of areas, his blood cleanses us continuously. And even if we violate what we know to do, if we'll confess it, and admit that we saw it. Now, now, get an insight into God's nature and character here. He expects you and requires you to come to Him and tell Him you knew it. Did you hear me? Learn this about Him. Do not pass this by. Don't let this slide by. He expects you and me and He requires you and me to come to Him and tell Him we knew it. But if we'll do it, What else will happen? He is faithful. He will forgive. He will cleanse. And even if it's the 89th time, you can stand up from that place as clean as though you'd never missed it. And when he looks at you, he doesn't see anything except the righteousness of Christ. It's not too good to be true. It's why Jesus hung on the cross. It's why he went through that ordeal we don't even know how terrible it was but oh thanks be unto God it's called mercy 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 means we don't get the judgment we deserve we don't get the punishment we deserve mercy means we do get the blessing we didn't deserve somebody say thank God for mercy thank God for mercy stand on your feet and thank God for mercy Oh, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for mercy. Lift up your hands. Lift up your heart. Lift up your voices. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for mercy. 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 Oh, hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.